Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 885. We're only stewards of physical things, and we may be custodians or guardians of those physical things that may be related to motorsports. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dr. Ernie Nagamatsu. Hey, Ernie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, I am. All right. This is a man who's always buckled up and ready for a fun ride. Dr. Ernie Nagamatsu is an avid vintage racer who's run on tracks around the world. He was very good friends of Max Belchowski, the builder of the legendary 1959 Old Yeller 2 Buick Special. Ernie has owned and raced that very same car for over 28 years. Old Yeller has been raced around the world by Ernie, and with the exception of three years, a three-year rest in the back of a yard, that car has raced continuously since it was built. He raced Formula Fords in the 1980s with SCCA and started historic racing, a 1964 Shelby Cobra CS2203 with a Le Mans hardtop over 35 years ago, including important international historic racing events. He also races the legendary SCCA e-production Kilpatrick Porsche Speedster, one of my favorite cars. Ernie's career as a dentist in Los Angeles spanned decades, and he's a writer, and he's written a cookbook, Foods of the Kingdom of Bhutan, which received numerous awards. A man of many talents you are, Ernie, and as we continue on your journey, uh, before we start, actually, I'd like you to uh, tell our listeners maybe just a little bit more about you, your career, and of course, a passion for racing old cars. Well, I've been very fortunate to have uh, known Max early on before I even got the Old Yeller 2 Buick Special, the famous iconic car. And I think uh, what started that sort of passion or increased the passion was the fact that Max had handed me personally his Buford Special chain stitch jacket. That was his first car, a 32 Ford Roadster with a Buick that he ran at Pebble Beach. And then he came along and gave me his trophies and dash plaques and Ina's lap charts. And so that was sort of a designated responsibility. And it's Custodia Flama, it's Keeper of the Flame, that was bestowed because it's an honor, but it's a responsibility. Well, you've taken that responsibility very, very seriously. I mean, I've known of you forever. I've been an avid car guy forever. I've known about you, Old Yeller, of course. I've seen you race Laguna Seca. I mean, you've taken this whole thing on very, very seriously and continued. And it's so great that you have. And as we continue on your journey, the first thing I'd like to ask you about is a mantra or some kind of an inspirational quote. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So... Ernie, take the wheel. Well, I think it is Custodia Flama is Keeper of the Flame. I think when I first started and I got into dental school, I was really uh, honored to be selected because as a Japanese American, we knew the unwritten code of only seven to eight Japanese Americans 
would be accepted into USC dental school per year. And then I recall it was really the Japanese American dentist ahead of me that set the legacy of excellence that helped me carry forward and enjoy my profession. And I, I carried that mantra on with other things like race cars and writing and such. So it's, I think that is really important when it's bestowed upon you indirectly or directly that makes you carry on that flame and passion for respect, honor, and tribute. Absolutely. Let's give the listeners a little context here. What year did you graduate from dental school? I graduated in 1963 and just retired. Wow. So you've been at this uh, teeth game for a long, long time, taking care of a lot of smiles, no doubt. But in the meantime, you figured out a way to fit into your life, vintage racing, cars, interesting people. And that's what we're talking about here today. So I want you to go back in time for me and tell us a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you look way, way back in your life that you knew you were indeed a car guy? Well, that's interesting because in high school, at Garden Grove High School in Spanish class, I remember writing a report. It was for in to be in Spanish, and it was about Carrera Panamericana, and it was a 300 SL Gullwing. And then later, as I graduated and within the first three years or two years of my practice, I went to the bank and I said, I need $3,500. I'm buying a used car. And he was a little surprised, but it was for a going Mercedes for $5,500 with full belly pens, a perfect car. And that was the journey, and that continued on to other cars. So the, the car journey is quite interesting in the sense that I had cars that I wish I could have back like so many of your listeners. But I had another 300 SL that I bought for 5000 from Hollywood Motors that got caught in a hailstorm. I had a Speedster, and I had the iconic Bizzarini, and the Bizzarini Max was supposed to be the dealer. I had a 4Cam Carrera 2. I bought for $3,500. I bought the Bizzarini for $7,500, and then I had a 427 Cobra at one time, and I had a 6.3, but my favorite was a Combi VW van. <laughs> days of long hair and I ran an Indian free clinic and I was sort of the Japanese Billy Jack. Oh my gosh. Well, now we all need a time machine because you're quoting some numbers that, of course, by today's market are absolutely absurd. But of course, we're talking about a whole different time. And back then, those cars were really just used cars in many respects and uh, not that reliable in some respects as well. But what an awesome story. But I love your comment about the uh, Japanese Billy Jack because those of us in, in our time uh, frame, you and I kind of fit in that same mold of bit here. Billy Jack, of course, that iconic movie. And for the young listeners out there that are going, who the heck is Billy Jack? You have to go back and check it out. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube and you'll probably chuckle at those movies. But the combi, yes, the uh, now very collectible Volkswagen camper. So you've had some really collectible cars. Yes, I have. And I think the combi is that period of, of long hair and going to the Native American reservations and Pueblos because I ran this free clinic and a friend of mine was for all these years has been Jackson Brown. And every time I would head toward Gallup and heading toward New Mexico or Arizona, you know, I think of take it easy. And 
flatbed Ford. And so I'm kind of that guy that, you know, where you and I get on the road and things, memories come flooding back to us. And that song, Take It Easy by Jackson, my friend, is is always iconic to bring back strong memories of a VW van. Oh, yes. Uh, it's my childhood, or my youth, rather. Spent time driving from San Diego to Mammoth Mountain in my Carmen Ghia and playing that same cassette tape, uh, listening to Jackson Brown. So as my little car tried to struggle up Cajon Grade to get up there into the mountains to go skiing. So very, very cool. Well, let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. No doubt, uh, you're kind of a renaissance man, I think. After learning this little bit about you, you get, you've get you touched a lot of things and done a lot of things. That means you probably had some challenges and even some great failures. So I'd love for you to Take us to one of those, walk us through it. But of course, those situations, they teach us, they help us grow stronger. So tell us about one of yours. Well, I think, as I mentioned before, uh, my wife, Elaine, and I, she's just fabulous. She's platinum standard as being the ambassador globally in motorsports because she's with me uh, all the time. And, and she's even more responsible than me at times meeting the fans. She'll always take 20 pounds of lolly and we have a book, we have fans sign. So what I'm saying preface to challenges is, is that she's always been with me internationally. And like I said, there's so many times even at Goodwood in the driver's lounge, she'd say, I think we better get back to the car. And she's interested in the fans making sure they're attended to with pins and badges and, and cards. But getting to a challenge, I think the wonderful thing that's been f so fortuitous for us is that with the car and vintage historic racing, we've been able to have episodes of wonderful experiences that are priceless. And the one you speak about challenges is when we had CSX 2203, we were invited to Goodwood to the magical tourist trophy with the Cobra. And we arranged with Ford and have Lynn St. James as my co-driver. And so when we got to England, it was the week of September 11, 2001. Oh. And we had arrived by Sunday and Lynn St. James arrived. And then we heard the news and Lord March carried on. He took down all the sponsor flags and put USA flags half staff. And we found out because we were at a mall and somebody came up and she had a polo with shirt with a flag on it. And the person said, you better go to television. And then we saw the episode. So then what we did is Lord March carried on with the event that weekend. And we had taken for some reason, and again, fortuitous, we had two five foot banners that had at the top with a wonderful blue letters, Shelby American. And we had a flag and the rest was blank on the bottom because we always take a book usually. But that weekend we rolled out the two banners and you should have seen all the hundreds of people that came and kneeled and signed the banner. And they would say to us, we're with you, mate. And so then later that weekend of 9-11, Lord March had a moment of silence and as Americans, we had a different point of view being in England and all these people from England that remembered America so well. They had out of the clouds came two P-51 Mustangs at track level down and swore way up into the sky. And, and for us, we were proud. We were challenged. 
We were away from home. But I think motorsports, again, saluted America for that moment. And we were all a part of that wonderful episode of experience. Wow. Well, what a heartfelt time to be over there. But to uh, have those experiences, wonderful memories, bittersweet memories, uh, heartfelt and painful memories all combined into one. So I appreciate you taking us to that that uh, story. Wow. Wow. Fantastic. Well, let's shift gears here and go to what I call a, a career or in your case, maybe it's a racing aha moment. It's one of those times when the headlights kind of come on and illuminate a new path for us or a new way for us. What was your aha moment? Well, I think it was quite early on, and I was volunteering at the orthopedic hospital uh, with challenged, uh, handicapped challenged children and in the OR room and and treated uh, the children. But my responsibility at a very young age and the very start of dentistry, I had my responsibility was to speak to parents following the surgery or dental treatments we did. And that was the rule. And as I went to speak to them, every parent would speak to me and ask questions as if their child was absolutely 100% normal. And that is sort of, that gave me the sub-mantra of uh, tell me more, meaning that I gave a lecture at dental school recently, and the mantra I gave was, tell me, tell me more, is that when somebody struggles, you should ask, tell me more. And that led to listening to patients and friends and people and maybe even iconic drivers. But I have given over maybe 40 eulogies personally. I've done maybe 40 written tributes, including Sir Jack Brabham and Phil Hill and Carol Shelby and a few others. But I think the writing of eulogies and tributes, I think that is part of tell me more mantra of stopping when somebody struggles and say, tell me more. And sometimes we're too busy texting. We're too busy not to listen carefully. And so I I think we try, Elaine and I, try hard to listen to people and fans. You know, this is absolutely brilliant and fantastic. And it's a great segue. And it's a nice treat that I'm going to share together with Ernie today with our listeners. He's written, as he mentioned, many tributes. And today we're going to have him repeat a tribute he wrote about Phil Hill. No doubt a proud moment for you. So in those great words that you just shared, Ernie, tell me more. The tribute was for Phil Hill, which was included in the funeral and tribute for Phil Hill in Santa Monica at a big church. And it is the format I use for a marshal that was fatally killed at, at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. And I wrote a tribute for him and all the marshals internationally. So that format is used for my other eulogies, but also for Phil Hill. And I share that with you today. And he was a kind man. And the one thing I learned from Phil that as much as he had advanced Parkinson, he would still go out to meet his fans. If they asked him, they wanted him at an event. It was regardless if he was in a wheelchair. So a tribute to Phil, a good friend. If I could, I would gather my family crew for a team meeting one last time to thank them for they allowed me to dream my dreams and were always there for me. And regardless of the circumstances, 
on the track of life. If I could, I would. I would run my hands along the beautiful 1931 Pierce Arrow that set the standards for me in beauty and elegance and later gave me fond memories of Pebble Beach. If I could, I would. I would drive one more time slowly along the old roads that were once the race circuits for Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines, Golden Gate Park, as it always stirred wonderful emotions and memories of the days gone by. If I could, I would. I would put on some LP records to hear once again the thrill of the moment of time of great races of Sebring, Riverside, Le Mans, Daytona, and relive moments hearing interviews of my dear friends like Gendabedian, Gurney, Moss, Shelby, Collins. If I could, I would. If I could, I would. I would sit one last time in some of the great, magnificent race car I raced, such as Ferraris, GT40s, Chaparral, and turn on the ignition one last time just to hear the fine staccato sounds of finely tuned motors as it was like symphony music to my ears always. If I could, I would. I would race and visit circuits that I remember so well and resonated in my mind forever, such as Nürburgring, Spa, and of course Monaco. And I would have afternoon tea as Europe taught me. If I could, I would. I would go to the racetrack a last time and take the 156 shark-nosed Ferrari as it always seemed to be attributed to my name. I would salute all the great marshals and corner workers and flaggers around the world for they spent much time making sure I was always safe on the track, which I was, and I was grateful indeed. If I could, I would go to the Goodwood Circuit one last time and watch from the start-finish to see Derek, my son, drive for me, taking my seat at the revival meeting and racing with all his heart to win one for me, a moment that I cherished as much as any win I've ever had. If I could, I would thank all the great racing fans, for they always made me bigger in life and more than I would have expected over the years. I would thank them for including my family with all the adulations in life. As a family, we were a team. If I could step into my garage in Santa Monica one last time and spend some quiet moments and be thankful to be given the opportunity to spend endless hours on projects, which is so memorable, memorable to me, and gaze at the cars to say goodbye. If I could, I would. If I could, I would race to the checkered flag one last time. But little did I realize that the checkered flag had touched the face of God and he was flagging me home as well. Thank you. Wow, what an amazing eulogy. Quite spectacular. And uh, I feel very honored that you shared that with us today, Ernie. That was brilliant. Very nice. Very nice indeed. For a very special man that I, too, had the pleasure of meeting several times and spending a lunch with one day at Pacific Raceway that is a memory I'll never forget. Uh, let's have a little bit of fun here and go back into your time. You have had many very special cars. But can you tell us about the first really special car that you acquired and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle? Well, I think the very first car that I, I bought on my own was uh, Tempest Le Mans 1964 with a factory stick shift. And, and I remember that car. And it's always the first car you buy. 
But I think the car that I remember, and a funny story, but uh, there was one van before the combi van, and it was a fully outfitted, very early, those small VW vans uh, had a sink and everything else. But I traded for a pair of dentures for that (laughs) van early on, and it was probably the most interesting dental trade I ever made. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Talk about getting your teeth into something. Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Well, here's the tougher question, and that is the seller's remorse. Now, you've mentioned earlier several cars that you would love to have back. Anyone would love to have had those cars in their garage at one time or, or another. But is there one car? And let's take the monetary piece out of this because that just clouds everything. Let's talk about emotion. What really tugs on your heart? The one car that you really wish you had back. I think that would be the Bizzarini because it was still connected to Max because I have a picture of Max, little uh, unbeknownst to motorsports history, I have a black and white 8x10 picture of Max for the first time with a, with a sport coat and a tie and his wife with a fur on there at, at Las Vegas. And it was a rollout for uh, him being a dealer of Bizzarini, and certainly they had the ESO there also because ESO is like a cousin if those that know motorsports. And so the Bizzarini was owned by Kerry Lofton, and there was two in Hollywood Motors. Kerry Lofton was the godfather of stunts that got Max a job for Lovebug and Bullet and all the others. And so Kerry had two Bizzarinis, and I got probably one of the best Bizzarinis, but it was swoopy. It had all the problems people don't realize because it it had the Chevy, which is a strong motor, but the innards and details was Maserati. And, you know, it's just like some of the things that just never seemed to work well or consistently. And so I had difficulty with it a little bit, but I did sell that, but I love the style, and everybody knows about Bizzarini and Lamborghini and, and the design elements, and it was the swoopiest, beautiful, most beautiful car that I think I've ever owned. Oh, they are beautiful. I got to spend a day with one. A friend of mine up here in the Pacific Northwest, Bill Cotter, used to race one of those cars and loaned it to us for a day for a photo shoot that we did. And I got a great picture of my son sitting in that car. It, Yeah, the, the design of that car is like if you take a, a Ferrari or something and then step on it and just kind of squish it out gently. The Bizzarini forms right before your eyes. So, ah, yes, wonderful cars. Well, you are not slowing down, I don't think. Let me ask you, how old are you today, Ernie? I think I'm 76. 76 and still going strong, still getting out there and chasing your passion for cars. So what has you really excited and fired up for the rest of this year and looking into next year? Well, we're planning ahead to go back to Australia And in Australia, people don't realize also they have a wonderful event at Phillip Island, which is a big swoopy track. And we've been there with all three cars in the past. And also the week following Phillip Island in the past was the first race of the Formula One season. And they had 50 invited cars. Now, all of Australia, everybody that has a race car, because it's a mixed group of cars, want to be in that 50 car grid. And we have fortunately and fortuitously been invited by all to have all three cars race on the Albert track 
circuit, Formula One circuit. So that has been an honor. We're going back again next year to take the Cobra for sure and not sure about the old yellow. Wow. Well, you're a great testament and inspiration for everyone that uh, don't let age get in your way. Take good care of yourself. Keep chasing your passion. Keep enjoying life to the fullest, which most definitely you're a guy who has figured out how to do that. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Ernie. If you were a car, what kind of car would Ernie be and why? I'd be a combi van, (laughs) I think, because the memories of, of... taking a VW van and, and sometimes the winters would be so terrible out of Gallup. I remember the, the, the shift linkage would get frozen and every 10 miles I'd have to get under and get a wrench and knock off the ice underneath the shift mechanisms. But that's what makes it so dear. It's almost like Lucas and you look away when Lucas has problems. It's the same thing as problems sometimes endear you to an object thing or Uh, a memory. Yeah, you know, that's a great answer, Ernie. I can tell you're a very humble man, uh, a very forthright person. And uh, to pick that as the car you would be, I think is very, very appropriate combined with those wonderful memories of those great times that you you took your time to give back to others, which is absolutely spectacular. Well, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah! sponsors. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Okay, Ernie, we are back, and we're entering what I call the last lap. You've been in many situations where that white flag comes out, and you've got one more lap to go. So I'm going to ask you to fire off some uh, quick blips of the throttles as I ask you some questions here. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, Max Belchowski, keep keep it simple. <laughs> yes, that always works, doesn't it? Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? Well, we, we tend to, I have an art background, so I tend to have art within my life. And so when we go to races, we have a journal that we have people sign in and it's an artistic kind of book. 
Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I grew up in a family, a very artistic family. My father always exposed us to a lot of art. He was an architect. We would go to many museums growing up in Southern California, up to Los Angeles, to the many museums and displays up there growing up. So living and being around art is very important in my world. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of great resources these days. And for a guy that doesn't carry a cell phone, which Ernie told me about in our pre-show chat, he's one of those rare fellas. But is there a resource that you would like to share with our listeners? I think it's keeping current with new books that are coming out. I think we love Hemingway. We love Mark Twain and everybody else of the past. But I think we to stay up with things is... It's a great hobby to keep up with current books. And I just ordered a couple books by Ishiguro just recently. Oh, well, that's one of my questions for you today. And that is if you could recommend to our listeners a great book. Is there one you could recommend? I like Murakami uh, and his book called Colorless. And it speaks to kind of a life journey that gets affected from early high school days that carries on for years. And we also sometimes carry a little baggage, whether we like it or not. Sometimes we try to, you know, jettison it off the side. But I think it's it's a good life experience book and a little mystery in it. Oh, great. Well, that's a new book that a guest here has recommended. So I'll remind our listeners that all these great books are listed under Guest Recommended Books and on Ernie's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. And I've made it really easy for you to just click and go buy that book. I think I'm going to get my hands on that as well. I'd love to read that. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry or field, living or deceased, who would that person be? That would probably be Max again, because I spent... Many a evening, late, very late into the evening, we go to a coffee shop that was open late, and he would spin out story after story after story. And yet, outwardly, he was sort of a gruff, feisty, independent guy, but he had touching stories. And when he would talk about Ken Miles and and everything Ken Miles did for him, he would sometimes tear up. And so these are the things that are important to me. Yeah, you know, that's wonderful. You know who comes to mind? I just lost a friend of mine a couple months ago, Bruce Levin, who was a vintage racer. And Bruce was that way. When you got him into a crowd, he was very verbose and outgoing and sometimes kind of pushing people the wrong way. But when you got with him one-on-one, he was a whole different person, very sensitive person, very insightful person, a lover of all artwork, a collector Very interesting guy. So I wish I could make that happen for you to sit down together with Max. Maybe someday far in the future, you'll have that meeting with him again. But let's put that way, way out there, okay? All right. All right. We're up to the checkered flag, Ernie. This is where it gets kind of fun and sometimes a little bit difficult. I call this last question a real doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world today. Cool vintage race car. Doesn't matter what it is, but you can only have one in your garage. And you got to drive it and you got to enjoy it, which is something that you certainly will do. So what is that one car that I could go out and find for Ernie? Well, I, I think it would be the Brabham Repco uh, Formula One car because I was able to give the last personal tribute to Sir Jack Brabham just two months before he died. And I they honored him for the Repco Formula One was just epitome of engineering excellence in racing 
And I, I got to know Jack at that time, and sadly he passed away. But they used my eulogy tribute in a, in, in a following race. And so all of that is, you know, it's a car that has a story behind it. And the backstory is that I saw the Repco. And when they honored him in Australia, following the, the tribute and the dinners, and I just was in awe of everything he accomplished as a man. Oh, gosh, yes. What a legacy. What an iconic person. And the Brabham Repco F1, oh, my gosh. Yeah, would that be? That would bring a huge smile to my face, that's for sure. And to be able to jump in that car and do some laps, even better. So uh, I'll get to work on that, Ernie. You have taken us on a magnificent ride today. I'm so fortunate to have been able to meet you and share you with the Cars Yow audience. I want to thank you for sharing your incredible automotive journey and life journey with us today. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the racetrack in that Brabham Repco F1? I think what I try to end with, you know, the cars get a lot of attention. And so what I always try to end with, uh, with journalists internationally or wherever they might be, is that I always try to remind them as ourselves and Elaine and I also is that we're only stewards of physical things. And we may be custodians or guardians of those physical things that may be related to motorsports. Very nicely said. And if our listeners want to follow along with you and your racing adventures, are there or is there a great way to do that? Yes, we're we have a website. It's called Old Yeller Two, the number two dot com. And they can always leave a message there and they can find me there. Absolutely. Well listeners, I will put a link to that website on Ernie Nagamatsu's website or his show notes page, I should say, here. On cars, yeah, you can link up to that. I, I encourage you to follow Ernie along on his many wonderful adventures. Here's a gentleman who has figured out how to keep that passionate flame going. And of course, it's around cars, which all of us here at Cars Yeah love as well. Ernie, thank you again for taking some time out with me today. This has been such a delight. I appreciate you sharing your expertise and your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. Thank you very much. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up! a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!